Hey, this is Johnny Whitaker from Sigmund of the Sea Monsters and Family Affair, Tom Sawyer. I gave Jodie Foster her first on-screen kiss. And I am the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. It is time for episode 420 of On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming New movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 420, and if you've been listening to On Screen and Beyond this week, the last couple of episodes, we are coming at you fast and furious. Very, very, very many episodes hitting you all before this weekend's event at the Hollywood Museum in Hollywood, California, and at the Max Factor Building. And it's historic. It's a great place. The museum has all kinds of events going on with exhibits. And this weekend, the new exhibit starts. That is for the child stars then and now. And this weekend, they are having an autograph show, which will benefit a minor consideration. And we have some of the stars who are going to be at this event on the show or they have contributed things for the exhibit, and uh, it's just just going to be a great event. So be sure to check that out. And uh, today's guest on On Screen and Beyond is Johnny Whitaker. He, of course, was Jody on Family Affair, and he's going to be joining us in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. So get ready for that. And uh, we've got a little uh, uh, information coming at you, and then we'll get into the interview. So get ready. It's time for some DVD news on On Screen and Beyond. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. In DVD news, well, The Twilight Zone, the complete series, will arrive on October 11th. Don't miss that one. And Central Intelligence with The Rock will hit stores on September 27th. And also on September 27th, you can look for The Shallows, which is going to be taking a bite out of DVD sales, I'm sure. Well, here's a little news for you about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Of course, it's the longest-running and highest-rated holiday TV special. And starting November 14th, there will be a 50 Cities in North American tour of a stage show called Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer the Musical. This is going to have all the characters in it, and it's going to be a wonderful treat for the whole family this fall into the holiday season. And let's see, uh, on the TV front, Hannibal, the complete series, will hit stores on October 11th on Blu-ray and DVD. And on November 11th, NYPD Blue, the complete 11th season, is going to be hitting stores. And it arrives in a five-disc set with 22 episodes. And that's it for a little information for you in the entertainment world. 
And we are going to get right into our little interview with Johnny Whitaker, Jody from Family Affair. He's next right here on On Screen and Beyond. My guest today on On Screen and Beyond will be part of the Child Stars Then and Now event going on this weekend at the Hollywood Museum, as well as the autograph show, to benefit a minor consideration. He is known all over the world for his role as Jody on the 60s and 70s hit TV show Family Affair and so much more. It's Johnny Whitaker. Johnny, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be with you. Now, Johnny, like you mentioned uh, in your your introduction, uh, and, and I mentioned Family Affair, of course, but you did a, a, quite a few other things that are notable that a lot of people remember. But uh, let's start off uh, first with the event that's coming up uh, this weekend, the Child Stars Then and Now. Uh, how did you get involved with it? Well, um, gosh, 20-plus years ago, I was on the... Screen Actors Guild and AFTRA Young Performers Committee. It was a joint. Right now, today, AFTRA SAGR joined. But back 20 years ago, we were not yet joined. And um, Paul Peterson, myself, uh, Jeannie Russell, and it was the three of us mostly that were former child actors. And um, we were on the uh, the committee to try to make sure that the children's needs were being met and uh, to verify that, um, well, there was, you know, a big deal with the Coogan laws and all of that. Mm-hmm. The culmination of me being on that committee for 12 years in uh, 2000 was the California redo of the Jackie Coogan law. And Jackie Coogan, of course, is best known to some of my generation as Uncle Fester on the Adams family. Mm-hmm. But before then, he was uh, one of the first child actors and made more than a million dollars. And his parents um, basically took all of the money. Wow left him destitute, and uh, unfortunately that story continues. But a minor consideration, um, and you'll have to talk to Paul about that necessarily, but was Paul's support agency that um, was a nonprofit, that is a nonprofit, and uh, works in conjunction with the, uh, uh, the Screen Actors Guild after a uh, Young Performers Committee and some other groups, but Paul was the first to really bring it to the forefront. And um, so I've been working with him ever since. I am now on the board of directors for a minor consideration. And uh, unfortunately, I personally will not be at uh, uh, at the event this weekend. I'm in Utah at a family reunion. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. But my um, tunic that I wore in the 
um, Christmas special, The Littlest Angel, mm -hmm. is there. Wow. And if you go to my website, johnnywhitaker.com, uh, you can see a little bit of information that I uh, have for those who take a look at my tunic so that they can understand it and see why it's so important. And basically, the reason that I chose the tunic is because when, in 1969, um, I was in the middle of, let's see, it's 66, 70, 67, 68, 60, so it was three years into Family Affair, of course, was one of the, was uh, in the top ten uh, for all of its five years. Mm -hmm. And so it was in the top ten of the series. And... Um, I was asked to do the role of Michael, the littlest angel, along with Fred Gwynn, Cab Calloway, Connie Stevens, um, E.G. Marshall, and Tony Randall, and just a great cast of, you know, superstars oh, yeah. at that time. Yes. And, um, and we asked to bring my welfare worker slash teacher, and they said, no, we will have a teacher there for you. And we thought, that's a little bit strange, but okay. So we get there, and we're rehearsing, and this teacher comes up and gives me three hours, and then she is told she is to leave. She comes up. We do three hours of schooling. Then I go to rehearsal, and then, you know, we go back the next day. And usually you're only allowed to work kids in California at that time for eight hours. And at the end of eight hours, that was it. Well, I did three hours of schooling and then eight hours of rehearsal and then back home. So we thought that's a little strange. When we went to film, we filmed in three days and a 90-minute special with all these special effects and chroma key and all of this was to be done in 72 hours. Well, I filmed it. I was in almost every single scene, and uh, except for the very opening credits, which were filmed here in Los Angeles, um, I was. We did everything in New York, and um, the first day I worked from eight a.m. to one a.m. The second day from ten a.m. to two a.m. and the third day from ten a.m. to three a.m. Holy cow, that's that's crazy. Now, that would never have happened in California at the same time. But um, because Paul Peterson, a minor consideration, and others um, fought to get child labor laws and hours um, for children working in theater, television, um, etc. And now they can only work eight hours with three hours of schooling. But in 1969, the laws hadn't come to uh, New York yet, and so they were able to get away with it. Wow. I mean, that, that's a, a grueling, uh, you know, schedule for just an average, you know, adult, never mind a, a kid. For anybody. Yeah. Let alone a nine-year-old. Right. Jeez, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Jeez. Well, it's funny. I'm, I, I, I'm trying to figure out which of... Connie Stevens' children, 
were born in 1969. I've got to figure that out. But she was pregnant with, I think it was Jolie Fisher. And um, we would be doing our flying scene at about midnight, one o'clock in the morning. And uh, she would go and throw up in the in a bucket, and then, okay, let's get back up on the, you know, flying machine, and, um, you know, I, I'm a nine-year-old watching this woman throw up in a bucket and still work it, and, you know, it was wow. getting to be about one o'clock, and I said, well, if Connie can do it, I can do it, and Connie said, well, if Johnny can do it, I can do it, <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah, that continued, seems like I think. That was the second day. Yeah, boy, that when we did this flying scene. Yeah, that's a fast turnover—three days for a film like that. Yeah. Well, usually they look at the ninety-minute, you know, um, three weeks to do a ninety-minute special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, fifteen days, eighteen days, the you know movie of the week, and. Uh, we did have a month of rehearsal before, so, you know, basically we just had to go through it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, we had been rehearsing on a stage in New York City on Broadway, some some show that had closed, and we got to use their um, their studio and, and all. But So we had to, hadn't rehearsed it for 30 days, mm-hmm. yeah. but... The actual filming was only um, 15 days or 72 hours. Hmm. So, you know, um, I was a little sad that I couldn't be there, but I I wanted to be there in spirit. And so that was why out of all of my memorabilia, uh, I mean, I could have had my own little room, but I <laughs> didn't want to overrun anybody. So I gave them my... Um, my tunic because of the story yeah. behind it. Wow. Now, Family Affair, uh, was that the first show you started on? Well, actually, the first television appearance I had was at like nine months old. Really? And it was for a local television show. And um, my mother fed me on along with my best friend David Chambers and his mother and uh, uh, another mom who was, you know, a friend of, in our little cul-de-sac there. And, uh, but after that, I didn't, uh, I I stopped working for a while until I was three. (laughs) And then I did a commercial, uh, a couple commercials, three to um, five, and at five years old, I became the very first Scotty Baldwin for... Um, That's right, General uh, Hospital, right? General Hospital. Okay, yeah. yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> and then I did um, a series with Joan Blondell and Richard Crenna called And Baby Bakes Three. And I was the third, uh, or the baby of the two of them, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that didn't last very long. 
then I did the Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. Yes, I remember that. And movie. Brian Keith and I played ball outside of our hotel room up in. Um, it was actually supposed to be Maine. Yeah, the actual. It was supposed to be a um, Russian sub gets caught in the current and comes into a, a little fishing village in northern Maine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was actually in. Northern California is where we filmed it, but it was supposed to be made. Huh. And, um, but that's why I met Brian Keith and, uh, he was starting to, uh, prepare for family affair, a series that he was now going to be in. And he, um, had suggested that I become like the boy next door or, you know, the neighbor, kid or something mm-hmm. and because he really liked me and figured I was a pretty good little actor at five or six um, the actual role of Jody well Sissy was supposed to be a 16 year old girl then the role of Jody was a 10 year old boy and the role of Buffy was a 6 year old girl but when they saw that Anissa and I looked so much alike they cancelled all the plans to have Jody being a 10-year-old and switched him to being the twin of Buffy and a six-year-old. Hmm. Yeah. Now, is there any special memories that uh, come to your mind when you think of uh, Family Affair when you were on there? Oh, sure. I mean, tons of them. You know, riding on the back of the um, assistant director, John Gaudioso's back, riding on Brian Keith's back, um, you know, being a loved child from, you know, kids all over the world. I know Anissa, who was Buffy and I, mm-hmm. we did a, a special, uh, well, both of us had a line of clothing after the second season. Wow. And, um, with the clothing, we did autograph shows in, in Memphis, Tennessee. I remember we were at a mall. And um, there was like 20,000 people who had come out to see us. And it was just wall-to-wall people and screaming and all that. You know, wow. <laughs> that was really kind of scary, but interesting. <laughs> um, you know, all the, on the set, just really cool things that, you know, Kathy Garver and I have the same, and she's sissy. Yes. And yeah. we have the same birthday. Oh, Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, we've yeah, had Kathy. Kathy's been a guest before on our show. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, Tom Sawyer, you mentioned that in the uh, little promo teaser, and uh, you mentioned that you gave Jodie Foster her first on-screen kiss. Uh, now, wh- that's what, right. What was that like? <laughs> I mean, you know, being a young kid, you know, were you nervous or? Well, I remember we were playing spin the bottle. Um, after, you know, work, the kids got together and the adults and, um, cause we were in the same, you know, right in the same hotel, same area. And, uh, Jody was playing with us and I wanted to get kissed by Gina cause she had boobies. <laughs> and, uh, I just thought boobies and kisses went together better than flat chest and kisses. <laughs> Anyway, 
at 12 o'clock, I'd already learned that much. Uh, I'm not 12 o'clock, I'm 12 years old. 12, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, but Jody was cute. She was sweet. And we did kiss. And it was a very sweet kiss that you can watch. And then she turns gay. Hmm. <laughs> but uh, I, I laugh at that because I say, well, she got the best on one side. She had to go to the other. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Uh, now, but how was it working on Tom Sawyer? Now, I mean, of course, that's a classic, and and the adventures he was on. It, it, were had you read Tom Sawyer before you actually did? Oh the yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, um, I had read through the book. I didn't. Um, um, my mother didn't. You know, she wanted me to know the scenes, but she didn't want me to be um, influenced by the the book necessarily because the script was a little different. It didn't follow the book entirely. But um let me read the um certain excerpts of the of the book. And it was, you know, great writing. Um and I was a twelve year old kid who got to play this other twelve year old you know, growing up and becoming a man scenario mm -hmm. and learning the truth about life that it's not always easy and, uh, but it's worth it. You know, that kind of yeah. scenario anyway. Mm -hmm. Of course, once again, you mentioned this in, in your, your little teaser there, uh, uh Sigmund and the sea monsters. Uh, Sid and Marty Croft were huge at that time. Uh, Absolutely. How was it being on that show? Well, um, I just finished Tom Sawyer. I was doing a um, another clothing tour um, because now the the clothes that I had were they used to be um, the Tom Sawyer line of clothes um, for. Jody of Family Affair. Mm -hmm. Then, when Family Affair went off the air, it was the Johnny Whitaker, no, the Brandon Cruz collection selected by Johnny Whitaker. So Brandon Cruz and I, we did a, a tour for about a year, and he was doing um, um, the... Um, let me tell you about my best friend. Oh, yeah, um, yes, yes, the yes. Courtship the courtship of Betty's father. Yeah, yeah. And so we did the, um, and then that year, the courtship of Betty's father got um, canceled. And so they brought back, and I did Tom Sawyer. So they said, perfect. Tom Sawyer clothes dressed in by Tom Sawyer. And so that was a happy ending for them. But uh, at the same time, they were looking all over the country for someone to play Tom Sawyer. My agent, Mary Grady, told the producers, look, you can look from here to Timbuktu, but I tell you that Johnny Whitaker is your Tom Sawyer. So I went to uh, do the audition for Tom Sawyer, and Jodie Foster was there. And um, it was just kind of cool, and we had already played together in Disney's 
um, Napoleon and Samantha. So we um, had already known each other, and it was pretty cool. And the producers came back and said, we want Johnny. And I had just paid $300 to go to a week of Boy Scout camp, and that was going to be at the same time that they started filming. Mm -hmm. And uh, my parents said that I had to make my own money for camp, and now it had backfired on them because I said, no, I'm not going to do the movie. I'm going to Boy Scout camp. And, you know, I, mean, I was going to make quite a bit more than the $300 oh, I'm sure, yeah. on the film. But um, so anyway, production was held for two days while I went to Boy Scout camp and then flew directly Really? In. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then we started filming. So I think they did one or two scenes before day one because I didn't get there till the morning of day two or the evening of day one. And but it was not anyway. But by the next day we were up and running and it's great. I mean to to play the part of the quintessential American 12, 13-year-old boy um, and to get paid for it. You know, that was kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So now with the Sigmund and the Sea, uh, the sea Monsters, uh, Sid and Marty Cross shows were kind of kind of bizarre, <laughs> a little bit. Very bizarre. Come on, but they were big H hits. Are his royal puffin stuff? Yes. Um, and then they had Lidsville mm -hmm. and the Bugaloos. Yeah. And um, Sid was. Um, at his Malibu home and uh, had gone surfing or whatever and saw this Slotson and Jetson right there in um, the water just kind of floating and he picked it up threw it in his truck ran, drove straight to Marty's house and told Marty, here's our new series. <laughs> Jeez, just came to and him, huh? Said, what? Says, yes, here we go. Huh. Two boys living with their aunt or somebody, and um, it's it's Sigmund the Friendly Sea Monster, like mm -hmm. Catherine the Friendly Ghost. Yep. This is Sigmund the Friendly Sea Monster. Jeez. But one of the best things of that was meeting up with Rip Taylor, who is a friend of mine today. Yeah. Um, you know, the past 40-plus years, He's a, he's a riot. A, a relationship. Yeah, he's a riot. I, I've had him on the oh, show, and, and he just, he's like a ball of fire. <laughs> yes, he's just a ball of fire. That's all I can say. <laughs> yes. Jeez. 
So what do you think of the, uh, the, the remake of this? Well, I was lucky to, uh, I have a very small role. I play a, a, uh, smarmy sea captain mm-hmm. and, um, kind of force David Arquette, who is the real sea captain mm-hmm. to really catch something. And, uh, he never does, so we keep on laughing at him. So now that this show's back on, and, and, and you know, it, it, does it bring back memories of when you were a kid on that show? Well, sure, and we had uh, Marty Croft's, I won't say which birthday, but, you know, he's getting up past 80, and um, we had his birthday on the set, and, you know, it was just, it felt right, it felt good to be there. Um, just didn't like all the aches and pains of getting out of his chair and letting him sit down. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Johnny, but it was fun. Yeah. Well, Johnny, I want to finish up with two final questions, taking us sure. away from the event that's coming up and also all the shows that you've been on and the movies you've done. Uh, but now, when you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what are your favorite movies now and of the past? Let's see. Um, my favorite movie, of course, is The Wizard of Oz. I just think that it was one of the greatest um, films. Also, uh um, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Mm, classic. Is another classic. Um, you know, I current day movies, I... Uh, uh, gosh. Who do I like today? Um... I like a lot of the independent films mm-hmm. yep. and documentaries. Yep. I myself am preparing to do a documentary for the drug policy of Portugal. Um, so you can look forward to uh, getting me to call you to let your listeners know. Yeah, be interested um, in that. But, um, uh, gosh, I'm not really much into... Um, Kardashian type of movies mm. or, you know, uh, television, yeah. um, the, you know, real life television just yeah sometimes turns my stomach. Yeah. Yeah. I know but what you mean. <laughs> anything that is, that is, you know, lovely, a good report, praiseworthy, you know, I'll take a look at it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I try not to be critical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I understand. But that's not always easy. Yeah. Huh. Well, Johnny, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. And uh, people should go out and see your tunic at the Hollywood Museum for the Child Stars Then and Now uh, exhibits that's going to be going on. And uh, if they get a chance, they can go over to the autograph show this weekend and uh, meet some people. And, and like I say, see your tunic and everything else. And uh, thank you so much Absolutely. for joining us. Well, thank you. And Have a great day.
A big shout-out going to Johnny Whitaker for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond, Jody from Family Affair, and Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. And uh, interesting show there, Sid and Marty Croft. They had uh, quite a stable of unusual shows that kids just loved. And uh, it's, uh, you know, just it keeps going. They just can't stop it, I guess. And uh, But once again, like you say, I want to thank Johnny for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. And if you are going to be in the Hollywood area this weekend, be sure to head over to the historic Max Factor building and go to the Hollywood Museum and check out the exhibit that starts on Thursday. It's a Child Stars, Then and Now. And this weekend, they'll be having an autograph show going on there to benefit a minor consideration. And uh, that's going to help out uh, child actors in the business. And it's a good cause. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And the exhibits are going to be amazing. So, But if you can't hit this weekend, of course, the exhibit will continue for uh, you know a, a length of time, probably the rest of the year, I believe that's what I read. And uh, you, you know, you'll still have time to check that out. But you don't want to miss, really, this weekend's autograph show at the Hollywood Museum with over 50 50. Can you imagine? Former stars, child stars. Be sure to check it out if you're in that area. So, And that's it. And we've got more coming your way. We've got more guests coming up this week, so stick around. And uh, if you have a suggestion for a guest, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. Like us on Facebook. Uh, leave a review on iTunes. And tell a friend. That's the biggest thing. And that's it. Until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.